We probably won't be able to hear about that. Welcome back in the second half of Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Uh, we are having some audio difficulties, uh, so I can't hear. We can't hear anything coming back from JP, but if he can hear us, at least we have that going for us. Uh, now, Russell, what, what that means for our guest, we may have to call Russell through our board and go that way. I, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. We'll get all that worked out. Right now, Mo, uh, there is some information on MainStreetMurray.com concerning Southern Middle Tennessee Spring Fling. Yeah, we've got a bunch of kids going, obviously. Um, And one of them not going, maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. Hopefully he does. I don't even want to get into that. (laughs) I really don't. Uh, Truly, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but on Tuesday we have Class A and Class AA for Division One track and field. Um, we have um, Summertown girls team tennis against Watertown in the what is that state quarterfinals? Yes, it is a quarterfinal. Okay. So that's at three o'clock over at the um the Adams Tennis Complex over in Murfreesboro, over um close to Old Fort Park. And then we've got three area softball teams that will be playing tomorrow afternoon uh tomorrow evening, I guess. Summit and Wilson Central. Defending well, they're not defending, I guess. They are reigning class A state champion. Summertown will be playing in Class 2A against Community. And also in Class 2A, you've got Loretto and Adams. All three of those games are at 530, by the way. So Right. I apologize. This, the, the tennis is actually semifinals. Oh, is it? There's it's only four teams? Only four teams. Okay. And the other That's one awesome. is Union City versus Unicoi County. So you see it's coming your way in the finals. One of be a two. lot of you see. Huh? <laughs> um, it's pretty um, intriguing. You've got Loretto and Adamsville softball at 530 at Starplex. You've got Loretto and Adamsville baseball at 630 at Riverdale. So. Yeah, you know, we've got a ton of kids in individually and doubles tennis <laughs> even. So uh, you got a lot of exciting stuff coming up your way at spring fling including uh i mean a ton of track kids yeah there really Just are a ton. go to dean hayes and sit there you'll see plenty <laughs> yep yep all all three days because again class a and class double a track is on tuesday mount pleasant spring hill and lawrence county programs will all be represented on tuesday on wednesday you've got division two both A and double A competition. So Columbia Academy will have um, a handful of indi- individual competitors, and then they've got a couple of girls relays as well, one girls relay, excuse me, as well. Um, on Thursday, you've got class triple A track and field, and Independence, Columbia Central, and Summit will all have kids um, in the field events and 
on the track on Thursday. So, and this is a crazy week. Um, hopefully, we won't miss anybody. Yeah, I, I'm sure we will miss at least something. But hopefully, we can. We've got enough people across the Main Street platforms that hopefully we can get yeah, some I, coverage. Ideally, of everything. we'll be we'll be able to kind of pick up the slack for each other across all of our Main Street preps properties, our our Main Street properties, and and get everybody covered in some way, shape, or form. So, and, and much of that uh, is thanks to our next guest, Russell Venosi, who will join us from MainStreetPreps.com. He's going to help us out with the rest of the main street coverage area that we know a little less about than we do here in southern middle tennessee so we'll we'll talk to him see what he's thinking uh in all of the sports so stick around we'll be right back on main street sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint back after this Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. We can hear again, Mo. It's a miracle. That was... (laughs) There's a uh, there's an old Shenandoah song called There's a Ghost in This House, and I'm pretty sure that we may have one in our room here. Because... 
That would explain it. <laughs> the, the, Come closer to explaining it than anything else. That was weird. Yeah. But here we are. We're, we're, we're good to go. I'm going to tell you what, though. If there is a ghost in this house, it is cold. <laughs> it is cold in here right now, so, you know, it usually is. Goodness gracious. <sighs> Man. That was wild. Sorry, I'm not supposed to say that because you're, JP yeah, likes you're to give me a hard time. Yeah, yeah. All no right. Way. The good thing is we can hear, which means we can hear Russell Venosi, who is joining us now. Russell, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. What a segue there. Thanks. Doing well. <laughs> um, a little nauseous. Been looking at schedule all day for spring fling, trying to figure out the puzzle pieces, but uh, other than, otherwise doing pretty well. And uh, the, the, they are indeed puzzle pieces too. Yeah. Um, good luck to you figuring all this out all week. <laughs> that's hey, why you're still standing by the, oh, that's man. why you, that's why you make the big bucks. Absolutely. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, if we're still standing in one piece by Friday, that'll be great. And, and hopefully uh, Saturday too. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, so again, spring fling starts off tomorrow in Murfreesboro track tennis soccer baseball softball and um russell and the main street preps platform will have coverage of all of it russell what are you looking forward to yeah that's the plan maurice we're gonna between all of the reporters and editors that we have and freelancers across the area we're hoping to be at as many different places as possible at the same time and uh i'd say overall i'm, I'm really excited about this week it really is i i mean probably my favorite week of the year. I know a lot of high school sports reporters would probably feel the same way. Uh, of course, the basketball championships, the football championships are fun, but there's nothing quite like this Olympic style setting where there's everything's going on. The weather is generally pretty nice. You're outside. You're, you're just enjoying the end of the school year. And um, it's, it's a great event. And, and Murfreesboro is the perfect place to have it centrally located with all the great facilities they have down there. So uh, yeah, real, real excited for, for what's coming this week. I'm, did the TWSAA prep you on this? No, <laughs> I, I'm not a uh, I'm not a mouthpiece for the TWSAA. Just no, as a third party speaking, it it really is a, a good event. I think it really is. It really is for all the reasons that you that you hit on. I, I'm I'm just giving you a hard time. And, but yeah, it, I mean for all for all of that, it is. It probably is the best thing that the TWSAA does because you've got. Everything generally in one place, especially now the track is at MTSU and not at Rockvale. Uh, it would be nice if you could get all of the baseball venues a little closer, but it kind of is what it is. But, but yeah, it's a great week. It's a challenging week from a journalistic standpoint. But from a fan's standpoint, unless you're a Loretta fan, it's great. Because as we pointed out before we brought you in, you've got Loretta playing baseball and softball at the same time tomorrow both games against Adamsville and that that should be fun for them but yeah it's good stuff yeah I guess the schedule bizarre didn't quite work out for the, for that fan base there for, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe you can maybe you can stream one game in, in hand and, and watch the other in person trust me they'll figure something out they've 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 been at it long enough they'll they'll come up with something but um anything in particular where where are you tomorrow well, I'm going to start out over at Wilson Central for some uh, Division II AA baseball. We've got Lipscomb Academy over there uh, making their return to this to the Final Four for the first time in a while, so I want to catch that. Um, but I'm also going to be keeping tabs on just everything that's going on, hopefully. Uh, 
when when I was looking at the brackets, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but one one that really stands out to me just from a Middle Tennessee perspective is that a uh, Class Four A softball bracket, just completely filled with our with our local teams. Here, six of the, six of the eight are from the area. You got uh, Summit, Wilson Central, Clarksville, Coffee County, Springfield, and Stewart's Creek. Hope I didn't leave anybody anybody out there, but um, that one looks wide open. And man, if you're a softball fan, I think that's <laughs> that's going to be a great bracket to keep track of. Um, but you know, otherwise we we'll also have coverage of just about everything. We've got our kind of master coverage planned in the works right now. So, uh, but I, I would definitely stay tuned to at main street preps on Twitter and all, all of our reporters, of course, mainstreetpreps.com is the place you can find everything kind of all, all in one place there. Here's the thing in that four, a bracket, one of the two teams who is not in the area, defending state champ Farragut. I guess defending state champ. They're the defending state champ of the state's highest classification. They won a state championship last year. In the state's highest classification. Yeah. I mean, so so I, I don't know if you can necessarily call them defending 4A state champions. Yeah, there was no 4A. But so yeah, it's um which which poses a little bit of a challenge for Stewart's Creek right out of the box. Farragut coming in 39, 3 and 1. Stewart's Creek 28, 10 and 1 in that um 530 matchup as um as Rus- russell mentioned also um summit and wilson central facing off um coffee county springfield and daniel boone clarksville in 4a softball um speaking of 2021 state champions summertown holds that status as well having won class a last year they opened Class 2A state tournament play tomorrow at 530 against Community um, for mid-state teams in that bracket um, with Loretto again taking on Adams Bull and Forrest, which won Class AA last year, is in the 2A bracket taking on Meigs County in their opener tomorrow. So, um. It's going to be interesting to see how this four classification postseason shakes out for both baseball and softball, I think. Yeah, you know, on one hand, it's great that there's more teams in there. It's giving giving more schools an opportunity to compete. Uh, on the other, I'm sure there's an argument that, hey, this is too many teams. There's too many trophies. And I, I know that's kind of an exhausting kind of thing there. But um, I don't know. For, for me, I, I kind of like it so far. We'll see how the results pan out. But um you know, to give some more teams a chance, I think that that adds to the fun. Like I look at the baseball bracket, a team like Centennial, you know, they uh, really are on a nice run right now. They made the state tournament for the first time since 2013. And and that, whatever you want to call it, well, I guess what was tr- previously AAA baseball, what's now 4A baseball with all the big schools in there. I mean, that is just such a, a gauntlet to get through, not only to get to the state tournament, but then to try to compete for the title. Absolutely. Uh, and Centennial, hasn't had a chance to do that in a while. And uh, especially coming off of last year when they were six and 21 last place in their district to have turned things around uh, to have won their region and, and the sectional to get there. I think, I think those are the kind of stories that maybe um, this new format has allowed for. Whereas, you know, before maybe a centennial uh, doesn't get there or, or, you know, any number of other kind of underdog teams maybe have less of a chance. So I think that part of it is fun. And, and as somebody that really enjoys um, that and maybe doesn't get too caught up in, Hey, too many trophies are being handed out. I, I'm a fan of it, at least as we as we stand here right now. It's interesting, Mo, because <clears throat> Brian Hamilton of Smoky Mountain Sports, who we've had on the show a couple of times and talking East Tennessee, he asked me, he said, you know, 
who are the favorites in each class in baseball? And I, I, I threw out Eagleville for Class A. I mean, they've lost two two ball games. I th- I said obviously Pigeon Forge in Class Double A because well they're Pigeon Forge two A. You're right. Sorry. Uh, in Class Four A, I went with Farragut because well they're Farragut. Mm-hmm. But in Class Three A, it's kind of a toss up because this is the classification that kind of got the most jumbled with a lot of big schools and a lot of small schools from that class 3a it just it it, it really throws a wrench into everything you don't a lot know of what simil- to see a lot of similarities with this 4a with this four class classification setup between class 3a and class 5a in the sixth class setup for football because mm-hmm. They seem to be the most unpredictable. Right. Um, 5A in football has been that way for the last few years. And, and again, like you said, it looks like 3A kind of has that same type feel to it just because you, you don't know. You're not as familiar with those programs, especially against each other. So. And you get a 16 and 18 Montgomery Central Russell who went yeah, on the about road that? and 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 gets a spot in the state tournament. Like that's that's a great story for that program. Yeah, it's great for them. I mean, I, I'll admit it is pretty weird seeing a uh, a team with a sub 500 record in the state tournament. But hey, you know if they they found a way to get there. Uh, but I think you're right though. In that class 5A for football and in the class 3A for for baseball and softball, you are comparing in some cases apples and oranges because you're right in in saying that uh you know like in, in the highest classification is pretty clear like okay all these schools have like 14 1500 students or more but in that the one below it is kind of kind of a weird well, in between of like small like medium to large schools that well, are in there because all those teams that dominated three you know triple a for so long are now in four a so they're gone and so the teams that kind of got lost in the the mid range of AAA are now in 3A and they've got a shot. And that's part of probably what makes what Centennial was able to do even that much even more, impressive. more impressive because they did it in 4A coming off of the season that they came off of last year. Russell Venosi, MainStreetPreps.com editor with us here on Main Street Sports today as we continue to take a look at spring fling that begins tomorrow and runs through Friday at <laughs> various locations across Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Um, did, did you go see that Franklin Grace team play? The baseball team? Yes, yes, I did. Did you see them at their place? I did. It is a very interesting setup over there. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. I, do you guys want me to talk about that? Absolutely. Like, I would love right. to hear about this. Uh, well, here is the best way I could describe it. It looks like it was a. It looks like a little league field that was like retrofitted or extended to be a high school field. Um, just you know, you know the chain link dugouts that are like right there. There's like hardly any kind of room behind home plate. And on the foul lines, that's kind of like the little league field. It looked like that, but then the outfield was extended a little bit with some extra fencing. Russell, and, uh, I, I can tell you that I coached a summer league team that played our home games on that field about eight to ten years ago. Okay, so you know all about it then. Um, but I'm yeah, intimately familiar with it. Yes, 
I can't. And, and I'm not well, sure that outfield has been extended that much. Yeah, no, it's um, there was what looked to be a routine fly ball to center that just got out when I was there. But <laughs> I mean, both teams have to play there. And right. what was interesting is one of the one of the um, Grace Christian players pointed out to me. I think it was Jordan Carter that said this. One of their kind of big home run hitters. You know, he was saying that when other teams come in there, they see that short porch all around and, and they get pretty excited. They turn it into a home run derby. Like, you know, who can or hit out a home run first? Yeah, try mm-hmm. to. And then all of a sudden you've got teams over swinging and the Grace Christian kids are obviously used to that field. They're just focusing on line drives and hitting the ball hard. And next thing you know, I mean, they just kind of steamrolled everybody that came in there. Absolutely. And well, and Jordan Carter, a Memphis signee. So um, his game is not predicated on where they play their games. And, and they won 36 right. games. They weren't all at Franklin Grace. No, no. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, this is a team that's got a chance to win uh, uh, them in good pasture. I mean, could very well see each other again. Mm-hmm. I think right now you've got to peg Grace Christian as the favorite just based on the head to head there. But yeah, I, I think both those teams are in the mix and uh, wouldn't be surprised at all if they met for the championship. You've got two of the top coaches in the state. When you mentioned good pasture and Grace Christian as well in, um, Brad Myers over at Grace and Jim Carter over at Good Pasture. And I, I think a lot of folks in this area in particular would really like to see those two go at it again with a state championship on the line. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, if you if you do a little bit of digging, too, on the Grace Christian team, it's pretty interesting if you look at their, their assistants to help out Brad Myers over there. They've got former MLB players Chase Headley and uh, Matt Merton. And then they've also got uh, ex-White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper on the staff. So, uh, those guys have definitely got a lot of baseball knowledge. That seems, uh, that seems good. <laughs> Wait a yeah. minute. I, 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 Don Cooper used to be pitching coach of the Nashville Sounds, and I'm just not sure I would want him around teenagers. But no, no Coop's <laughs> a great dude. I didn't realize he was out there. That's fantastic. I mean, like you said, former White Sox pitching coach. I, I hope those kids realize the brains that they have the opportunity to pick when you're talking about a Don Cooper, a Chase Headley, that kind of thing. And and kudos to Brad Myers because, you know, so many coaches are threatened by bringing guys like that in on their staff. But, you know, that's that's a great resource for those kids, I would think. Yeah, I asked him kind of about what he thought about the staff, and he said, oh, Brad, that is, he said, oh, yeah, they don't even need me. I'm just kind of just here organizing because we've got all these great baseball minds <laughs> on staff, and clearly it's paid off with the results that they've had. So uh, definitely looking forward to that that tournament and seeing how seeing how uh, single-A uh, fair, fares there in Division Two. Don't let Brad fool you. He's a um, Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Famer for a reason. So um, mm-hmm. speaking with Russell Venosi, Main Street Preps, editor here on main street sports today um as we get you set for spring fling as we get set for spring fling russ on i know you're looking forward to um to being out at at several different things but uh it what are what are some of the the things that you are and i don't want you to give any any story ideas away but what are some of the storylines you're looking at uh, when it comes to spring fling and some of these teams that that are unique, yeah, we've already touched on a couple of them there, but I think sure. uh, we haven't really talked about soccer. That's one that I'm yeah. on. Uh, you know, Page Soccer they lost 
they lost a title last year in devastating fashion, gave up a goal with 15 seconds left uh, in what was, a, I believe, a 0-0 game. It was heading to overtime, and just right there in the last 15 seconds had a, had a collapse on defense and, and gave up a goal. And, uh, you know, they've really – that. They they haven't forgotten about that, as as you can imagine, one wouldn't kind of losing in that way. And uh, man, the schedule they played this year, very very tough. They played CPA twice. They played Brentwood and Franklin, who are both in the uh, AAA state tournament. They played some teams in East Tennessee, uh, kind of in an early season tournament to to see some competition over there. And they emerged with a pretty good record, thirteen five and five. They've got a goalkeeper, Jack Gorman, who's going going to William and Mary. Uh, he can stand on his head if needed. Uh, but but oftentimes the defense and and the forwards keep the ball you know away from their net. Uh, so I was looking at that double A bracket there and and boys soccer and I feel like Paige has a really good chance to to get back to the title and and to kind of atone for for that heartbreaking finish last year. Having dealt with Nate Clapp extensively over the co- course of his coaching career, I can tell you no, they've not forgotten that and and he's probably drilled them about it every day since that loss uh page is probably a good pick in that in that classification for that very reason so um you know we were talking about the the extra classifications and and the shifting shelbyville in 4a isn't necessarily in the main street preps footprint but that's a team that i think may have kind of benefited from some of the reclassification because they in columbia central we're in the same district in the same region for a long time. And with Columbia Central playing into Williamson County for both district and region play, Shelbyville really took advantage of the Lions who had been in the sectionals, I think, each of the past three years prior to this year. And now the Golden Eagles make their way to Murfreesboro. Um, big, big development for them. Yeah, that worked out for them to kind of end up in a different uh, district and and region there. Um, you, you don't want to match up. I mean, just ask ask Hendersonville and Station Camp how that worked out for them. I don't think you want to match up with those Williamson County teams, even in a year when it kind of kind of first looked like that those teams might be a little bit down. They got it together in the postseason and they both rolled uh, in their in their sectional games over those Sumner County teams that have been right in the mix every year too. So uh, yeah, and anything you can do to avoid those those teams and, and you know before the state tournament is is great and Shelbyville happen to be on on the uh the right side of that this year. No question. Russell, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for taking some time. Again, you can I'm sure you will be talking with uh George and Billy throughout the week uh on on their special takeover of our show, I guess. And uh so so we'll be looking forward to hearing your updates on uh on Main Street Sports today throughout the week, man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you guys out there this week. All right. Let's uh let, let's just roll through here, Mo, and just talk a little baseball and softball in our southern middle Tennessee area because, well, that's what we focus on. Mm-hmm. And it is a it is a little interesting that, you know, the typically we would see a summit or an independence at least vying for a chance to get to Murfreesboro, but this year, not so much, but Centennial getting there was pretty cool to see, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, again, you know, them them defeating Summit in the um, region 6-4A semifinals and then um, beating Ravenwood in the region championship. 
getting Mount um, Mount Mount Juliet at their place um, last Friday in the sectionals and getting a three zero shutout. And that's I mean Mount Juliet's a program. Mm -hmm. It's a program that has has really yeah they're not a team they're a program. I mean they are sending guys to the SEC yeah consistent on a consistent basis yeah and so you know to to beat a team like that really kind of puts them on the map and certainly establishes them i think as a team to watch this week especially with junior right-hander eli lamb um who is kind of as as um rob boffman said after that semifinal game last week against summit he's kind of there one and one a with him and ryan sweeney but um lamb threw five perfect innings in that win over summit and Boffman said that the bigger the game, the better he pitches. So he he might be due for a really special outing here this week because these are pretty big. You know, one thing I did notice, and I, I'm curious, and obviously we don't have the information right in front of us, but, you know, MTSU not hosting the championship games again. Championship games uh, being played, I believe, at the same time on Friday at 1 o'clock. Across this, across the city, Riverdale, Blackman, Siegel, and Smyrna, maybe. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know Oakland. what I don't know what the um, explanation for that would be necessarily, but that's it's kind of unfortunate. It is unfortunate because I think that's something that most of these kids look forward to. Once I get to this level, is the opportunity to play at Reese Smith Field. Well, I guess the the only t- the last time they would have had that opportunity would have been as freshmen. Their seniors would have been as freshmen. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy. And it's just, it, it really is unfortunate. In the 3A bracket, um, excited to see Tullahoma back in Murfreesboro. That, for a long time, they were a great baseball program, but they were part of the, part of the unfortunate situation of being in, in 3A for so long. And now they're in. 3A, not AAA. And when they were in 3A and they were having to go through the Riverdales and the Oaklands and some of those folks, not to mention their own district. I mean, they were in that eight AAA district with, you know, Columbia Central. 500-game winner, Mark Pickle. Yeah, with Lawrence County and and, and Brad White over there. I mean, that with with Franklin County and and Coffee, that was a meat grinder of a district. And then if you finish top two, then you got to go through. Congrats. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, here's your reward. You got to go play Seagull or you got Riverdale coming to your place or or whatever it is. So yeah, again, that that 3A classification has kind of been the um the the lifesaver to some degree for some of these programs and and I'm excited to see them back. I really am. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's a program with a lot of tradition there. Forest who got to the state championship game much like Summit softball team scoring, what was it, seven or no nine runs? I believe I believe they were down nine to one going into the set bottom of the seventh inning. They scored nine runs to win ten to nine uh, in their sectional game, and they'll face Riverside in the first round. And if they get past them, well, too bad, so sad. Here comes Pigeon Forge, uh, but luckily Loretto avoids Pigeon Forge until the. Potential state championship game, which they are in the opposite bracket. They are in the opposite bracket with Loudon, Watertown, and Adamsville. So it's a you know, 
baseball-wise, I, I think there are some really cool storylines there, some really good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. On the softball side, you know, like I said, Summit, who wants absolutely nothing to do with an easy elimination game. Clearly. I mean, they it's like they don't really engage until the fourth or fifth inning. I, they scored. They beat Beach 10-9 Friday. They scored all 10 of their runs in their last three at-bats. Just took a little time to time up the pitcher, I guess. And then they got the game-winning hit off a different pitcher. And, you know, talking to them, talking to Joe Williams of the the Williamson Herald after the game, that might have been a situation where Beach had a a pitcher who was throwing a lot of off-speed early. And got timed up. Uh, well, they the reliever that they brought in was coming, mm-hmm. and and so there you go. We we like this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but but that's a team that, as as I was saying, you you, you have to get twenty seven uh, twenty one outs against Summit, absolutely, and they're going to make you earn every one of them, everyone. So and they did it last year. You know they 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 were. Against Farragut in the elimination or in, in the winners bracket finals last year, they ended up getting beat. But it was, you know, they were down to their last out with runners in scoring position and down by one had a chance to win the game and just right. couldn't do it. And then against Coffee County, same thing. It was a you know close ball game. So I fully expect to see Summit uh, put some put some folks on the ropes. Would not surprise me if we have three state championship game participants in softball. Let's hope they're not all at the same time. Could be. <laughs> I don't. Could, could very well be. That would be uh, that would be terribly and actually two of them would, would be on Friday. One of them is on Thursday. So that helps. That does help. But anyway, Columbia Academy is who I'm talking about there. Softball, they they, they play Wednesday and Thursday in there because there's only four teams in that double elimination bracket. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, George Plaster will be taking over our show 2 o'clock, 2, 4 o'clock. He's so not like, taking it over. We're seeding it to him. That's true. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it wasn't a hostile takeover. No, it was a, no. we're, we're please, I'll still be there please. tomorrow and Wednesday and, too. And JP so. will be uh, taking, taking control over the next couple of days. And we appreciate that. So now, live from Murfreesboro too, by the way. The MTSU Hall of Fame. Now, we will be back. Oh, that's cool. We will be back next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, that's right. Because we will not be on on Monday because we'll be tending to our grills. That's right. And and Top 5 Tuesday may be Memorial Day Foods. There we go. <laughs> I like so, it. Y'all, uh, y'all come back uh, tomorrow with George and Billy and, uh, all of, and JP and all of the rest of the Main Street Preps gang who will be out and about throughout Murfreesboro, keeping you as up-to-date as possible with what's going on with teams that you care about. So, again, we appreciate it. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Well, we'll see you throughout the week, mm-hmm. at least briefly. Just not from here. Just not from here. In moment, you know. But anyway, full-time, Tuesday, 2 o'clock. Until then, we'll see you later. <laughs>